0: He's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way
2: I see it, this should be a very dynamite
3: show. Got my Mojo Got my Mojo Welcome,
2: Got
0: ladies my and gentlemen, Mojo. to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Fuel. My name is Chris Swimmy and is Parker and Alex, and we've watched Lake Placid. Is it the best alligator movie we watched all year? No, but is it the best uh-huh. crocodile movie we watched all year? Well. That's why we have the podcast. What did you guys think of Lake Placid?
1: Chris, are we going to call your dad to have him tell us the difference between an alligator and a crocodile?
0: (gasps) None of this time. He's he's awake, right? (laughs) No, 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 not yet.
1: There's probably like a Van Helsing marathon on or something.
0: Well, maybe LXG.
1: Next week's episode.
0: (laughs) No. It does in fact take two. So, uh, Parker, (laughs) do we have any news?
2: There's one piece of news that has ruined my day, and that is, of course, that Godzilla vs. Kong has been pushed back to November. Folks, you hate to see it. On the bright side, looks like I'll be alive for a whole nother year, (laughs) because I ain't clocking out until I fucking see it. I put in my time. I am not missing that. Sorry.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think maybe this will just give him a better opportunity to get things right. Maybe this was like a, a secret Sonic the Hedgehog situation where they revealed uh, what it looks like and one person's all is just like, oh, that's awful. And so they're going to, like, redo it so it actually looks good now.
1: Monkeys do not look like that. Exactly. So
0: now we're going to make it look good. Thanks, thanks, you
1: fucking Sonic dipshits. Now God, I don't even want to see it. Like, like fuck off, we're pretty.
0: We're pretty, like in agreement there that the original version was worse and thus we wanted to see it
2: no one will see that movie until it's assigned and then the review will be it was really boring and the jokes were bad also
1: sonic him look exactly like the cartoon just make a cartoon what's the fucking point why make a movie
0: now here's the thing we're hoping that the director's cut will feature trash sonic and we'll watch that god
1: (laughs) if there's a fucking snyder cut of the sonic (laughs) Release the Sonic (laughs) Cut. Yeah,
2: That sucks. That's a terrible future I don't want to live in.
0: Yeah, alright. Do we have any Jerks of the Week? Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, Okay. My Jerks of the Week are Star Wars fans. Because they don't have enough women in the Star Wars. Folks, I've been saying this. You know me. (laughs) We stay saying this queen yes okay so let's talk about what we watched recently if
1: there aren't enough women in star wars then why was benicio del toro stuttering so much
0: <laughs> God damn it all right so the first one is what i was assigned but not by either one of you uh my dad got in on the joke and decided to assign me a movie called kill the umpire uh he saw it when he was about 10 years old and he knew it by a different name i think he knew it by the name of a two call johnson it's a baseball movie it's from 1950 it's in black oh my god and i just got so tired my dad uh, your dad hates you huh (laughs) yeah this movie stinks this movie is fucking awful it's not funny and that's the thing about like bad comedies is there's only so many ways you could say that's not funny so i have to get a little bit creative with it uh they tell a lot of baseball puns and those aren't ever funny uh the main actor is really annoying and bad and stupid and i hate him uh Present. it just it doesn't have a very good message uh and people don't talk like this so i would recommend not watching kill the umpire uh Next movie I watched is a French movie called Delicatessen, and it's actually pretty good. It's from 1991. It's it's sort of like a futuristic thing, and one of the things that I like about it is it's a lot like other French movies in which the things that are happening are, in any other situation, kind of mundane. It's just like, ah, uh, yes, Zizi's life. Uh, that's all you can say. Uh, but... <laughs> with this movie, <laughs> with this movie, it's in like sort of a futuristic sort of style here. There's like an idea of everything that's going on here, and I, I was paying attention for the whole thing, which is better than I could say for most recent French movies I've seen. I've kind of, kind of soured on French movies, like a cheese that's gone bad or something. Got next em. movie I watched was uh, Society, which was not much to say there. Hey, buddy, tell me bit.
2: about uh, your experience <laughs> with the last twenty minutes of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell um, me about it's...
0: shunting. <laughs> alex have you seen society i sure have oh boy you also okay. live in one which is I, interesting yeah see so here's the thing it's uh by a gentleman by the name of brian yuzda who i think Parker he also did uh those other two movies uh from beyond and reanimator yeah
2: he worked on both of those i was like yeah. hey thanks for the help go make something
0: yeah looks Whoa. like looks like one of his movies uh <laughs> right off the bat uh i could kind of tell where it was going when it first began he got uh, a young don't make me say his name.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the kid
0: Do calls it. himself Billy Warlock. Uh, Same. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Any relation to Dick?
0: <laughs> yes, actually, it's uh hes a son of Dick Warlock. Actually, powerful scene.
1: It sucks that I can't tell if that's a bit.
0: <laughs> no, he's, he actually is a son of Dick Warlock. Um, uh, what? One of the things he actually. Uh, Brian Warlock, or Billy Warlock, actually appears in Halloween 2 in, like, a cameo role, I think. Uh, to a shame. Anyway, he's in this one, and he's John stamos it up here. Uh, and Hell for yes. a while, you can kind of tell what the movie's trying to be like. oh, society, you know, high society. Look at the rich and the poor, huh? You see, there's, like, a disconnect. So, anyway, vote for Bernie. Anyway, the the movie, it kind of meanders for a bit. And, Parker, your letterbox review was, uh fairly accurate for the first like hour 10 minutes you're just like i don't know what the point of this whole thing is you're starting to lose interest and then and and then captured (laughs) (laughs) and then uh brian yuzda breaks out the special effects budget oh my god
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's a movie where i'll ask someone like have you seen society i'm like oh no oh you should oh what's it about
0: well you'll get to it just uh it's 90 minutes (laughs) take
2: my word for it uh you know
0: I, I almost don't want to say it because if there's anyone who's listening to this who hasn't seen society yet you gotta see it just for that ending scene i'll, I'll give you one little hint this is a body horror movie <laughs> it takes an hour 10 minutes to get to it but boy when do you get there
2: like is society my favorite movie no will i ever forget it no <laughs> not as long
0: as i live if I could... Well, you know, here's the thing, is I like society. I like a movie that has a message, and the message of society is that, uh, you know, true love will win the day.
1: Yeah? So the, next, <laughs>
0: <so> <laughs> the next movie that I watched was uh, much better. It's called Dolomite Is My Name. Oh, God, Alex, it's so nice. good. Alex, have you seen it yet?
1: Not yet, no. It's like the next thing I
0: was going to watch before I... I decided to go to sleep, like a tired little peepo. <laughs> i'll I'll tell you this i kind of watched it on a whim because parker's recommendation was it it just matched what everyone else was telling me it's one of the best movies of the year i was like okay i guess i'll put it on at work Dolomite, my name isn't a top 10 movie of the year it's a top five movie of the year and it might be sneaking up into top three it is so good i really really like this movie uh parker described it well as it's a Ed Wood for black people. Uh, I don't just, think that's how I described it. <laughs> that's what I heard. Yeah, that's me too. I guess it only <laughs> takes two. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Dolmite <laughs> D- <inaudible> is my name is so good. Uh, ordinarily, I would say I don't know who my favorite actor is because everyone's doing a good job. Mike Apps is doing great. Eddie Murphy is, of course, on top of his games. But let's be real. It's Wesley Snipes. It's so fucking good. Wesley, I don't know what the last movie Wesley Snipes made before this was, but this is a comeback role for him. I... We could see an oscar not here for if Festival. this
2: was a real movie in theaters so many people will be talking about it
0: it's ridiculous and it's not just the fact that it's funny as hell but it's actually kind of it's kind of touching at some points it's the scene where he's practicing his dialogue in front of the mirror and you could just tell that it's just a way that it's shot it's really good at telling the story without words because it's sort of showing that this movie isn't his life story or anything but the movie that you're watching is just you can see all the struggles that he's going through just in that scene and it, it doesn't show him getting beaten by his father or anything he just sort of mentions it off the cuff but you can tell all the pressure all the weight of the world that's on his shoulders and he just wants to make the damn movie and i, I really like that i uh i think that this movie was extra was exceptionally well done it has a good message at the end too i really liked it uh and this isn't uh, really a spoiler uh because everyone knows what happens in history, he makes his movie. His movie gets made. Dolomite is a real movie, and he he goes to talk with that kid, and he makes that kid stay. And I I don't know that really warmed my heart. So. Actually, I
2: felt like it's a solid like a solid three and a half four star movie for like an hour or so, and then they start actually filming the movie. And it's like oh fuck, this is it got so much better somehow. I actually, could watch three hours of them making that movie.
0: I see even see. I don't. I don't think I have a criticism I, I I just love it I think that movie might be perfect so it's
2: fucking hilarious too
0: it really is very very funny I oh boy did I like it except for the part where they go to that theater and they watch that movie from 1968 <laughs> <laughs> like even I can't pretend like I like that movie yeah it does of course lead to that line it's like this movie it's got no titties no kung fu it's played in every theater across America <laughs>
2: Like, just you and I talking about it over text. I was like, I should watch that again.
0: It's <laughs> you, a week you later. Said some, you said something that was pretty interesting. It's like, after watching that movie, you're like, I really want to make a movie.
2: Let's go make movies, guys. Let's just go make our Bigfoot movie.
0: That's that's a Which really one? good side of Yes. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll roll the Since we can't combine them all together, it's the exactly. extended Bigfoot universe. <laughs> all right. So, next one I watched is called A Brock's Tale. Uh, Alex, have you ever seen A Brock's Tale? I have. Okay, so I liked it. I don't think I loved it. Um, I, I think Robert De Niro does a good job uh, on camera. Oh, the not camera.
1: the one with the mouse. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know what you're talking uh, about.
0: <laughs> Alright. So Robert De Niro directed it His director's (laughs) debut This is after uh, Goodfellas and You can kind of feel the influence That's one of the reasons I watched it I I really like Goodfellas I like movies like that Uh, Joe Pesci comes in at the very end I really like his scene There are some decisions that Robert De Niro makes behind the camera That I think are a little bizarre Uh but most of the performances are like A plus performances. I could probably watch this again and again. I think it's well done. I think the biggest problem for me is perhaps the writing. There are some really dopey moments in this movie, some stuff that I think is just a little asinine. But I, I still enjoyed it, and I, I still like gangster movies like this. But I, I don't. Know, it, it really, you can tell it really pales in comparison to Goodfellas, which most most movies do. Yeah,
1: that's kind of an unfair bar set for yeah. just about anything.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'll mention this one now before I forget about it, guys. Uh, you you know I'm an Andrew Yang supporter. he uh, you know he has a he has a book out that's called The War on Normal People, and uh, I don't what? really know what it's about. There's Does he really? On... Yeah, can't. Yeah. You can't just gloss over that because I did not know that. I'm going somewhere with that. I'm going somewhere with that. Now I don't really know what it's about. I haven't read. There's a lot of words and no so normal you watch pictures Joe? or anything, yeah. and. Uh, I, I think it's kind of a bizarre title for a book, The War on Normal People, like, what's going on here? But after watching Season 7, Episode 1 of American Horror Story, I would like to participate in the War on Normal People.
1: <laughs> oh, so you want to dress up like a clown and kill
0: people. That's actually what happens in the episode. Um, that's one of Get the it? Things there. You get it, guys? Yeah, it's uh, subversive. So... Here's the thing, is you guys showed me the trailer, uh, and I want everyone who's listening to this right now, if you could find the trailer on YouTube for American Horror Story Election Night, watch it now, pause the podcast, delete the podcast, then resubscribe, we need the numbers. Thank you. Watch that trailer, it's, it is mind-boggling, I, I'm baffled that this thing exists. So uh, we were laughing a fair amount during it, I'm like, okay, how much of this is the episode? Not much, as it turns out. It's really like the first five minutes of the episode is that. But there are little details that they didn't put in the trailer that I would like to share with you guys. Um, oh, good. So uh, it, it is, in fact, uh, a line in there is like, I won't believe it until Rachel Maddow says it <laughs> uh, for the election results of Donald <laughs> Trump. Uh, she also says, fuck you, Huffington Post. Fuck you, Nate Silver. <laughs> uh, because... <laughs> It's their fault, I guess. That I forgot Hillary about didn't... Fuck You, Needs <laughs> What's gonna happen
1: to Merrick Garland, Chris? Oh. <laughs>
0: What's gonna happen to Merrick Garland? I forgot who he was. <laughs> uh, it's not enough that the movie starts off with some guy with blue hair. He's gonna eat his own nut. Uh, he starts fucking the TV at some point. That is left unexplained. Uh, <laughs> I mean, did you not? Here's here's uh some other lines that come through here uh at, at one point the the asian guy uh, he, he yells at his wife because she stayed home to browse etsy instead of vote uh and now what's going to happen to our <laughs> friends mike pence is going to make being gay illegal or something i don't know uh and then uh at one point he says i can't believe twenty thousand people voted for something called a jill stein and the short-haired, or uh, I guess a slightly longer-haired one, <laughs> uh, the, the longer-haired lesbian says, what? There's like this slowdown moment, like she's going to go insane or lose it or something. It's later revealed in the episode, she voted for Jill Stein because Hillary didn't want to visit Michigan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there are other scenes here. I, I, so the guy with the blue hair has a girlfriend, uh, Chad's get out, and she's browsing up that for a second. She actually says these two lines. I can't. Believe, this is when I actually got to the point, Parker. I told you where I wasn't sure if the episode was like making fun of Harry Potter liberals. She says, "Now where am I going to get an abortion?" Like, <laughs> Oops, amongst us, <laughs> because Mike Pence is going to make abortions illegal in michigan (laughs) and it gets worse because and she actually says these words i am not making this up she says i can't believe cnn didn't give us a trigger warning those are real words that are spoken
2: so we're doing this episode by episode as a group right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's really
0: really bad so basic oh god i just forgot all right so uh (laughs) it's late at night and the the little boy uh their son because lesbians can have children now. We're progressive. Not for uh, long. Thanks for nothing, <laughs> Nate Silver. You fuck. The child's name is Oz. O-Z. Like the wizard. Man, that uh, sucks. So the, it, it sort of starts off with like this killer clown uh, kills this couple. And it's revealed that that's one of the, like, the EC Comics things that the kid is reading. So this movie starts off by taking a shot at uh, Creepshow. Yeah, guys, really know when to pick your shots. Go <laughs> ahead and take it off of one of the most beloved horror movies of all time. You are American Horror Story. So this does, in fact, trigger the uh, one of the mothers. And uh, she has visions of clowns and she gets really scared and stuff. Anyway, uh, her wife tells her, how about you go to the store and I don't know, pick up some eggs or something like that. So she goes to the supermarket. It's like late at night. It must be like 9 o'clock at night or something like that. And there's no one in the store except for like one worker who... For some reason, has uh, he's missing a hand? There's no reason for it; it's just missing a hand. So she goes in, and I, I, she's like, "Wow, boy, it's crazy out there." You hear the news? He's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, Donald Trump just got elected." And she's like, Ugh, "Can you believe the way that guy talks?" And uh, the cashier says, "Yeah." finally a real American to tell it like it is. And there's this like slow down look of horror at him. And she, she, she has this awful reaction shot. I'm pretty sure she puts her hand over her mouth as the guy slowly puts on a bag hat. For no no discernible reason. (laughs) So she's walking throughout the uh, supermarket. She has visions of creepy clowns and uh, they start fucking each other. You sure this isn't good?
2: This sounds um, incredibly good
0: <laughs> so she's chased by the clowns and no one can see the clowns some by clowns um, she's triggered. Uh... <laughs> it then cuts to the the asian guy sits on like a board of directors for i don't know a city council or something like that and the guy with blue hair comes in and he starts going off in like that you know like high school english class he had that one like uh guy who read nietzsche and thought it was the most important thing in the world but never read the assigned reading <laughs> so he comes in and just he delivers a spiel about how like america is afraid and it needs to be afraid and we need to round up everybody and like make them afraid and then they'll uh, dot dot dot, uh, profit. Anyway, um, uh, I don't even know what the guy's deal is. It's it's so disconjointed and everything. Anyway, uh, he, oh god, I forgot. I just remembered. So that girlfriend who's like, where am I going to get an abortion now? Uh, he sits her down and pretty much recreates the scene from Suicide Squad where Margot Robbie and Jared Leto. He's just like you have to fear me and he, he's like holding her head to his head and they're talking about stuff and like what scares you the most uh you do well that's not enough or, or whatever thing they're talking about and so he gets her to be i'm saying these words properly a corrupt babysitter so <laughs> <laughs> she gets hired as a babysitter for of all people odds the two wives go out they work at a restaurant who cares? And uh, the kid has a babysitter. So it's the girl who, where's she going to get an abortion? And she's she's like, hey, you ever uh, you ever go on the internet? He's like, yeah, sometimes I go to youtube.com or something like that, branding. And she's just like, I know where you can get some really good videos. Where do you think she goes for videos? Don't say Tasty Blacks. T- shit. If you're going to take my <laughs> answer away, then why even ask me? If it's rhetorical, she goes, say so. She says the words... Hey, kid, this is the dark web. <laughs> she... My backup
1: she... was e world, but that's a little funnier.
0: <laughs> you keep telling
2: me this isn't good, and then I feel like you're gaslighting me. I don't appreciate it.
0: Uh, yeah. So uh, she shows him fucked up videos on the dark web.
1: <laughs> yeah, do you have some, like, eight-year-old getting in the dark web and ordering a Hitman with Bitcoin? It's incredible to me.
0: <laughs> anyway... Um... While she's doing, I don't even remember how this happens, but uh, while they're out, um, the Asian guy gets assassinated. I don't know quite how that happens or how that ties into anything else. Um, All I know is that uh, did the clowns do it? I think that's partially implied. Uh, The move, the episode's not particularly clear about this. Uh, So here's the reason why. I, I I am, in fact, not in favor of American Horror Story, and it is not, in fact, good, nor is it, in fact, good, because the episode is so fucking long, and all the stuff that I talked about takes about five minutes total. The rest of it is just walking around, may have saw a glimpse of a clown, character building that I don't care about. This show sucks.
2: Only 11 episodes, you say?
0: It is just... Ooh i sure know? hope
2: your teams did as well as our combined two teams together <laughs> or else you got two more in the dock. <laughs> <laughs> i
0: i do not like it sam i am so don't watch american horror story ever for any please, reason please
1: no more bringing up sam i am on this podcast
2: man is the season finale really called great again fuck
0: don't,
1: yeah, guys don't i think we're do. all watching this <laughs> because like you think i of, will be busy next weekend y-
2: charles manson though, in charge what the fuck are we talking
0: about yeah so here's the thing though like y- you know how like all the trump quotes everyone knows the most famous one is Grabber by the pussy right but oh, they don't even,
1: local milk people
0: <laughs> they don't even like they don't even bring that one up on the uh on the episode instead they go with a whole I could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and get away with it one, which, as of right now, I'm not entirely sure he couldn't get away with it. <laughs> so, uh, I guess the episode was wrong. The Orange Man was good. So, speaking of things that, speaking of things that hurt me, uh, Parker and I had a little bet going on that I didn't tell him about for the uh, what? Cowboys-Patriots game. <laughs> we did what now? Yeah, where the winner of that, uh, of that game got to watch Frozen 2. Hip hey, man, hur- how'd that treat you?
1: <laughs> hip, hip, wow, you must have really wanted to watch that, huh?
2: <laughs> Look, Oh, man, if my really good team beats your team, I'm going to go watch a movie. <laughs> Got him, dude. Yeah.
0: So here's the thing. It's like, I, I've been honest about it. I, I actually kind of like the first Frozen. I, I think it's a pretty well-constructed movie. It's fairly original. It's certainly better than The Snow Queen, which Parker has in his future. And, what? Uh, <laughs> write it down, dude. I'm going to sign that to you. No. Yeah, it's a. It's awful anyway uh i i like most of the music i think let it go is the worst disney song ever written but uh the animation's really good you know the characters are pretty good it's a it's a pretty good movie uh olaf's frozen adventure was alarming i did not thanks know again that man it, i did not know that it would be a sign of things to come for frozen 2 i saw frozen 2 two nights ago i have already forgotten most of what happens uh I think the biggest thing that happens in the movie is Olaf dies and then he gets resurrected. Uh, I think the biggest one, the one that everyone's going to be talking about is Elsa lets her hair down. Um, wow. Cool. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were very disappointed because Elsa is not revealed to be a lesbian in this movie there. The trailer, when it was released shows Elsa talking to another woman and everyone immediately said that must be her new girlfriend because two women cannot have a conversation unless they're lesbians i'm That's so tired internet. i'm but so again, tired all no the keeping time it woke goes wrong today uh i'm gonna lay down it gets kind of it gets kind of weird because it shows elsa sleeping you've seen you know what elsa looks like with the blonde hair and stuff like that she you notice like her eye makeup is really dark she goes to sleep with this fucking goth makeup what's what are we doing here oh, yeah. anyway the basic idea let me see if i can even recount the plot without looking at wikipedia uh they're looking they're living in arendelle they just celebrated christmas by stealing someone else's holiday tradition and uh elsa hears a voice from the distance they think about a legend from the forest and they go up to the forest and there's some rock monsters they learn that the past is not what they thought it was their grandfather was bad and he kept the people there because the people could do magic the like geomancy which is like earth magic and stuff oh cool uh, like the indians and then Elsa, <laughs> Elsa leaves to go live in her, like her ice palace, like Superman, and she comes back mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, and I uh, and uh, Christian or Christian or whatever the the boy from it, he uh, he proposes to Anna, and they they get married. Uh, I I was like really, really really frustrated during the whole movie because it's not just the fact that it's forgettable; it is it's pretty bad. It's, it's a fact that it's poorly constructed at no point do I ever care about what happens to the characters the first movie I cared except for all of, I cared about what happened to all the characters I was like I, I was interested I was invested in this right from the right from the moment it started I, I didn't care it it was just very 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 poor uh, and what wasn't forgettable is I went and I saw it at the Alamo and they served with it this frozen blue margarita one of the ingredients listed was magic the uh, anyway i was like of course i'm gonna get this frozen blue margarita are you kidding me that turned my shit green for the past two days so oh, thank you that, so that much that was Elena. the magic part i guess so uh let's move on to a better movie i watch a movie that i got this on dvd years and years ago and i never watched it until now i was just like why haven't i watched this yet so I just put it on much like uh, squidward sombrero in that one episode of spongebob Put the box. <laughs> <laughs> Good pull, buddy. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I put it on. It's called Big Night. It's a big night. There are no babies in this movie. Uh, it's uh, it's about sorry these, to hear that. It's about these two Italian brothers who open up a restaurant in America, and uh, they they'd like it to succeed, but it's really struggling. Uh, it's kind of there's a lot of comedy in here. The brothers' names are Primo and Secondo, which means first and second in Italian so apparently the parents were planning something uh even though the the restaurant is failing you kind of just like watching it because you're like boy that food looks really really good anyway they come across this guy it's like oh i don't worry i could get your restaurant big i'll bring by louis prima and they're just like holy shit louis prima that's gonna be like huge if he comes by that could save our restaurant otherwise we're gonna have to foreclose or whatever uh anyway they do in fact have a you can see all the preparations go that go in for this and all the way the characters interact with each other and their lives they do in fact have a big night but it's not the one that they expected um i'm not going to spoil that uh for what happens but i will talk about the very last scene in the movie after this pretty eventful evening uh one of the characters uh, comes into the restaurant and he has one employee there he's pretty hungover from the night before he's like you hungry i'll make you breakfast and all he does is he cooks him some eggs and that's all that happens in that scene no other dialogue just cooking eggs and it was it was actually a really good scene uh and it kind of says everything about the movie there just by cooking and I, I i like that a lot and uh now i'm hungry for eggs Anyway, the last one I watched, uh, Parker, this is either in your future or in your past. It's called okay. The Addiction. Are you familiar with The Addiction? No. Okay, so I this is... I live it, gamer. Yeah, this is on the uh, They Shoot Zombies, don't they, list? Uh, it's a black and white movie from 1995, uh, so indie, I What? Guess. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. I, so, uh, it's a vampire movie. Uh, it's a vampire hmm. movie that looks like it was made for $500. Uh, it's about this woman who lives in New York I guess she goes to Columbia University or whatever and she gets bit by a vampire the vampire effects are very very poor you never see the, uh, the extended canines, uh, the blood effects are, it looks more like someone kissed them with like uh, dark lipstick or whatever that's your blood effect here uh, and it treats it like vampirism is very much like uh, an addiction, you're addicted to getting the blood uh, or addicted to the knife don't, and, god <laughs> fucking damn it
1: Chris, you're gonna have to face it. You're addicted to blood. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, that that I I could kind of go with. The movie's not very long, uh, but there is there's two things here. One that's awful, and one that's virtually saves the movie. Uh, the awful thing is that the main character is about as unlikable as the protagonist of Lake Placid. Uh, she constantly does. She's a philosophy student and. I guess it says everything you need to say because that's all she does throughout the movie is like quote these philosophers. It's really dumb and stupid. There's a whole lot of... For some reason, there's an anti-war bent to this movie. It's like, you can make a movie about vampires. I don't need to talk about the Vietnam War. Uh, but here's what saves the movie because otherwise everything I talked about, uh, Parker would push that down the list. Uh, all of a sudden, for, with no warning whatsoever, which is what all of a sudden means, christopher walken comes into the movie as like some sort of warrior poet vampire to teach her how to be a vampire
2: all right i'm gonna write this
0: down real quick here
2: (laughs) i guess i'll be watching this in the near future
0: i'm not sure if christopher walken has ever said no to a movie role in his life
2: (laughs) absolute king
0: yeah so he comes i i don't even know man but he is in this movie as a as an ancient vampire, I think just called Jeff or something. Anyway, uh, next week's episode is The Prophecy. Uh, Alex, what is? did Oh, host? buddy, that is that is a movie.
2: <laughs> we can talk off-mic about The Prophecy for a long time. Oh, boy. <laughs> All
1: right, I'm going to skip a bunch of this because it was really boring. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, so, Parker, you're a big fan of Redbox, right? Unfortunately. That's such an insult. It I, is, well, but... I, we'll get no, to it later don't worry <laughs> oh good so uh, have you been to your red box recently i have so you've seen that it's been plastered for ads plastered with ads for a movie called running with the devil right i have
2: almost rented it five times
1: <laughs> good news buddy save your dollar <laughs> it looks unwatchable <laughs> so i was expecting this to be bad for backstory here, this is a movie that stars Nicolas Cage and Lawrence Fishburne as some sort of drug people that move drugs. Now, what I didn't realize, based on this premise, is that that's the whole movie. There's there's no conflict, almost, for like the first hour of this movie because it's just like yeah now we're going to this place that's the next place in the drug chain and now we see the price goes up and now there's some random mexican with the drugs and he goes to a strip club and then his girlfriend overdoses and now we're over here and there's just like i don't know who any of these people are i don't know what we're supposed to care about in this movie and then they shoehorn on an fbi thing and like it's nicholas cage gets pushed off a cliff but Psyche's not really dead but psych then he is dead like it's it's I cannot believe how fucking boring this movie is, legitimately. <laughs> it is... I'm going out of my way to talk about how boring something is instead of just skipping it. Like, please, dear lord. Like, Redbox, get out of the movie industry. We have enough garbage streaming services just producing garbage movie after garbage movie. We don't need this. Right. Although, shout out to our intro to Lawrence Fishburne's character, where he brings two hookers to his house while he is coked out of his fucking mind, and one of them just walks in with a strap on, and he points at it and says, I'm not paying extra for that. So, you know. You almost almost talked me into it there. You almost (laughs) had me. Look, if you do it, it's your own fault. But I warned you about Polar. And while this isn't as bad as Polar, it's pretty close. Which is, that is about, about the meanest thing
0: I can say about a movie. That's Yeah, it's
1: that's cold-blooded. Yeah. Chris, have you seen Polar yet? I was about to ask him that.
0: Let's move on to your next movie. <laughs> How would our teams do? What do you mean, our?
1: What? Boy, what a perfect transition. To the Steven Universe movie. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I right. sure, I'm probably not bitter about that for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Look, I, I will say this. Of the three of us, I am probably the one that's hurt least by this movie. Because Chris, it has dog shit animation. And Parker, it's all songs. So <laughs>
0: oh, I did not know that. Whoa, oh I, like, like <laughs> believe me, by oh watching this,
1: I have saved you both. No. I, I just crushed my heart in agony, Dad, oh my god. You
0: you are so right that you saved him, because if I had known that it was all SOGS, I would have assigned this to Parker. Correct. We also would have never heard my fucking voice again. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be
1: the end of me. So, I have never watched Steven Universe. I know nothing about it other than, like, girls on Tumblr seem to really like it. Yeah. So, let me try to explain to you what I watch Now... My understanding is that this takes place after the series and or in between seasons, the, like a new one that hasn't been released yet, if it's even supposed to. I don't know. I don't care. I didn't look it up. But I, it's supposed to be some sort of end cap. I know that much, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we start off, and Steven Universe is at some Sky Palace with a bunch of giantesses. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> no wonder Chris they're recommended like, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're like... They're like, okay, you know, you're. You, it's cool that you're doing this thing on Earth. You should come back and live with us. And he's like, nah, I'm good. And he goes back to Earth. And I'm like, okay, that was weird. I don't know why we saw these characters. So he's hanging out with all of his friends on Earth. And I will respect this. Um... Like, all of the characters in the show are, like, they're based around some gemstone and named after whatever said gemstone is, which is a great naming gimmick for characters because, A, you don't have to come up with names, and, B, every time you need a throwaway character, you just bring up your book of rocks and you can just put anybody <laughs> in there. Like, ah, yes, this is the tourmaline episode. Like, it's just, it's it's actually kind of brilliant, and I respect it, because if you don't want to write names, just do a dumb gimmick and stick to it. It's fine. Yeah. So anyway, some really shrill, annoying girl with pink hair shows up in her evil spaceship and kills all of Steven Universe's friends. But then they come back, but all their memories are gone, and also the pink-haired girl's memory's gone. So he's just trying to get all of his friends' memories back for, like, a while. And, like, the annoying pink-haired girl is, like, insistent on being his friend, despite, like, every time he tries to leave, she just goes, like fucking super saiyan like freaking out about how like nobody can leave her and like she needs her friends and all this stuff which like okay weird but sure so they go through the motions you know we we learn some some lore about a bunch of one-dimensional characters based on a rock um (laughs) they eventually get everyone's memories back and uh and we find out that the whole reason that this character like, came to Earth to destroy it, is because once upon a time, one of the other space giantesses, who I think is Steven Universe's mom, question mark used to be, like, this girl's best friend, and then one day, she told this girl, like hey, you just stay here on this planet I'm gonna go do Earth things, I promise I'll come back and get you later, but really it was just an excuse to ditch her for being really annoying so she stood on some planet for 6,000 years with no friends, while everyone else was out having fun It sounds good and so, so then? we find that we find this out um, because, like, they they have to get the pink-haired girl's memories back in order to save the Earth. So they save the Earth, and then Steven Universe is like, "Hey, we did it! Now everything's back to normal," which triggers some kind of reaction in the quote-unquote bad guy question mark, who's like, "Oh no, you guys actually hate me because everyone hates me because I'm really annoying and have no friends." and Now I'm gonna fight you. So they kick the shit out of her. So lesson of this movie is just don't be annoying. Because if you're so annoying that people don't wanna hang out with you and then you try to hang out with other people then they're also gonna hate you because you're too broken to like them. This is a kid's show apparently. This is a
2: personal attack. I don't quite care for it. This is
1: a a kid's show for like something that's not, that's like more for like alt kids than it is for like the popular kids. So like, I don't really know what it's saying. Anyway, so, you know, they, they beat up this girl, many songs are sung, and she, like, they're just like, oh, you know, I don't know, I don't know, like, they're trying to make it better at the end, you know, friendship prevails, and she's like, nah, actually, I kind of fucked this one up, I should probably leave, but I don't know where I'm gonna go, so I'm probably just gonna be lonely. And then the space giant show back up on Earth, and they quip about global warming and how the Earth sucks, because, <sighs> <laughs> okay... And then Steven Universe walks up to them and goes, Hey guys, do you know this pink-haired girl? And they're like, yeah, we haven't seen her in like 6,000 years. It's like, oh, well how about you take her back to your space giantess planet? And they go, okay. And they take her away and the movie
0: ends. So Parker's going to watch this next. Oh, I,
1: like, no. I just... <clears throat> I don't understand who Steven Universe is for. Like, it is way too chaotic and dense and frankly kind of mean for eight-year-olds but also it has like the baby morality that all children's cartoons have
0: so like, what, like who is this for uh, I mean, tumblr is like, apparently still a website
1: there's no way it's only for the tumblr people because there's just not enough of them to make this show last for as many seasons plus a movie as it has like i mean i think back to like when i was a kid and like the only cartoons that I would really skip over when they were on were, like, cat dog. because it was stupid. <laughs> I don't know what eight-year-old me would do with something like Steven Universe.
0: I can safely like, say that if I was a kid, I don't think I would have watched Steven Universe. It doesn't look appealing.
1: And like, if the show's for you, like, cool, I guess. I don't get it. Like, I don't get why the art looks like that, but I was told when I brought this up that apparently all modern children cartoons look like this, and there's, like, a little bit of, like, uh like, Cad Buckley face going on with, like, children's cartoons now, they're, where they all cartoons, have these yeah. giant
0: cheeks and big stupid teeth, and, like... And I, their eyes like, are really big and circular, you know? Like, yeah, I'll I give, like, I a know. comparison here: is There's a show that came out, it was on Disney a while ago, was It's it was called Galaxy Falls or whatever. That show's really good, but the animation is pretty similar to the stuff that you get in Steven Universe. It's, it's better, the art's a lot better, but... It, it, there is a bit of, like you said, cat face going on, which is not really appealing. Which is a shame because, you know, you get some good art, that's usually something where you hook onto. Steven Universe, as far as I'm concerned, just looks bad.
1: Yeah, and like, even with, like, clearly a larger budget for this, because there were a lot of effects that looked pretty nice, a lot of, like, you know, any cartoon when it gets a budget does the thing where, like, it almost looks 3D when the camera swings around. It's like, oh, cool, you guys got money, that's awesome. Yeah, But also your characters all look like shit. Like, there's just... Like, there's a rock concert for, like, ten minutes of this movie. Like the, oh I just... I... <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, I, I'm not even... I'm not even trying to shit on it, because it's, like... It's a cartoon movie for babies, I think.
2: I remember I, when I, Steven Universe, like, first premiered. This is back when I had cable, so, like, when I was getting ready for work, I would just leave, like, Cartoon Network on, because it's just whatever. Yeah. And they start running commercials, and my only thought was... This character sounds so fucking annoying. I will never watch this. And then it just became the biggest thing online for, like, eight years. Yeah. I, I will know. never sit through it. The thought of listening to that voice... And I know what I sound like. Yeah. The thought of listening to that is just unbearable.
1: And it's like... I, I don't know. Like, like, like Adventure Time's not for me, but I get it. Like, if yeah. you're into Adventure Time, like, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I understand yeah. the appeal. I understand the audience. Definitely not for me, but, like, cool. Do you? Think, I just... I can't figure this one out. And, like, I brought this up to some people today. I was just, like, bouncing it off people. Like, like I don't get it. What am I missing? And, like, I, I you know, I brought up the thing about how, like, oh, there's, you know, these giantesses, and they, they're, like, they come to Earth because they want to live with Steven Universe, and they go, oh, your planet stinks because global warming. We're going to go back home now. Like, I don't understand what the point of that is. And somebody's like, well, maybe you're not giving eight-year-olds enough credit. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm not, but also, like, eight-year-old me would have thought this was fucking dumb. Like, I don't... I, <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't see the appeal either. Thank you, Chris,
1: for the Steven Universe movie, which was mercifully, like, 80 minutes long. Yeah. And every time a song started, I just, like, looked down at my laptop. So, like, that, it just, I felt like I was really watching for, like, 35. I could just see know, Parker that, just
0: immediately muting it going back to the Cowboys game. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, they're singing? Know. All right, time to play something else.
1: Like it's not like 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 i don't think the songs were like offensively bad or anything but i don't remember a single one of
0: them i I can't imagine anything in the movie would be like offensive
1: yeah i'm like i'm like probably the most predisposed towards musical theater of any of the three of us and i was like this is not good but i'm at least not offended thank you again chris Speaking of things I'm thankful for, let's talk about An American Carol. Yes. <laughs> All right, so for those of you that don't know about An American Carol, this is a movie that came out in 2008 from the guy that directed Airplane that is just one big own on Michael Moore. Because... Wait, that came out in 2008? Correct. Wait. Holy shit, yeah, what? <laughs> that feels
0: like a 2002 movie. <laughs> oh my. You would
1: think, God. and yet. So here's the thing about An American Carol. Like, it sucks in all of the ways that you think it would suck. Like, it's just, like, a bunch of, like, just fucking pedantic owns on libs and anybody that doesn't like anything that America does. And there's a lot of hoorah patriotism and shit. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it's made by a real director, so there's a lot of fucking gags that are kind of really funny.
0: Well, I mean, it is David Zucker. I mean, he's he's done some really good movies. We know that he is funny, which is what I makes mean, a movie like hasn't... this so alarming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he hasn't done anything funny in, like, 20-some years. But also, like... Like, alright. This movie has, like, Kelsey Grammer running around as the ghost of George S. Patton. And Bill O'Reilly playing himself. So, like, just, you know, brain food. Like, that that's the kind yeah. of thing we're dealing with. <laughs> but also like Leslie Nielsen is like the storyteller character that's telling like these kids at a 4th of July picnic like the the whole like you know the the gimmick is like it's like a Christmas carol but oh, it's yeah. about like how Michael Moore hates America and he's like telling the story but also, in one of the scenes where they're filming a movie, he plays Bin Laden. And when I say he plays Bin Laden, I mean he runs into the room in a turban swinging a Simtar around. Like, like walking around all bow-legged as only Leslie Nielsen can do. Like, he's fucking Bugs Bunny. And it it's, it's pretty fucking good. There is there's a scene because you know we travel throughout time to see all of the times that you know the american military really bailed us out and actually it's a good thing that they exist yeah so we go back to europe in 1938 where neville chamberlain is signing away the the, the rights to half of europe to hitler just for the sake of peace
0: and wait, then wait, wait, starts wait. i don't remember
1: that in harry potter and yeah, don't worry about it that's because uh because <laughs> grindelwald you know stopped the holocaust oh, yeah. and all oh, that God. stuff yeah um So, like, they're like, oh, we got peace. This must be a good thing. And then he just starts shining Hitler's shoes while Hitler does a little dance in his chair. And then we pan outside where there's, like, a Nazi army unit walking past who is chanting. And I quote, I don't know what I've been told. kill the Jews and take their gold. (laughs) No. well Oh, my God. I, I had to pause it for a second. I was like... What the fuck am I watching?
0: So it was—it was actually Josh who assigned this. Uh. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised by that. Um, there's a whole lot of Trace Atkins in this movie. Oh who god! Is both who is both playing the Angel of Death and also himself at a country music concert. Oh fuck oh. me! I mean that's Thank good god.
0: American music right there.
1: Like it, the 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 climactic scene of the movie is uh. <laughs> the terrorists with the help of Michael Moore have smuggled a bomb into Madison square garden during the Ch- Trace Atkins concert. But you see Michael Moore and also two of the terrorists question mark have a change of heart at the co- at the concert. Cause they realize how great America is. So they have to stop the lead terrorist from blowing it up, which they do with like the most slapstick three stooges ass comedy of like the terrorist hitting himself in the head with the bomb and shit, whatever they save the world. Like, like, you know, all the all the servicemen in the audience are cheering because it's a concert for our troops. And then you see this stoic row of like two soldiers at a time from every war that America's ever fought in, just like saluting the flag. And it's it's just it's the it is every bit as bad as you think it is. And then like we get the last scene where uh, where Michael Moore makes up with his uh, his nephew who is about to deploy to Afghanistan because he just loves our country so much. And one of the gags earlier in the movie is like all of this guy's kids have like some sort of like problems because like the, the whole joke was like, you know, hey, Michael Moore, he loves socialized medicine, yet he won't help any of my kids get like a new kidney or a cornea transplant or blah, 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 blah. So there's all these, like, kids in, like, hospital clothes, like, walking around with walkers that are, you know, like, saying goodbye to their dad as he goes off. And Michael Moore's like, yeah, I guess I learned my lesson. Everything's great now. And, like, stretches backward and knocks something over. And these kids just fall one after another into the fucking river. And there's a Wilhelm scream in the middle of all these disabled kids (laughs) drowning. That absolutely fucking
0: broke me. (laughs) Like. Just sounds like a Ben Garrison comic come to life.
1: I yes absolutely but like the fact that this is just like complete fucking like pro-america schlock interspliced with like four really funny jokes in like 80 minutes like
0: way more watchable than i would have expected for something like this well thank goodness i'm glad that you got something out of it i'm glad you also didn't watch it in shoebox format
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i i I sent chris and parker a picture when i loaded up the only copy i could find online of this which was of course course. under 700 megabytes so when i i put it on my tv it was about eight inches by six inches so (laughs) (laughs) mercifully i found a way to expand it but man that was looking real dire for a little
0: while this like watching rolf's tv (laughs) (laughs) Keep <laughs> your nose inches away from the screen. <laughs> Do not interrupt, Ray Atkins. I I can't
1: believe this movie exists, and I can't believe that I saw it. But I'm kind of glad that I did. <laughs>
0: well, you'll never have to see it again.
1: I I have told so many people about this movie, and I feel like some of them are going to watch it, and they're going to be real mad at me. And You're I'm happy a bad with that. person, <laughs> boy. <laughs> yeah. Parker, what did you watch this week? I guess we can
2: start with uh, my jaunty trip down to the old red box.
1: (laughs) Now, (laughs)
3: Skip,
2: sometimes you're standing there and you're scrolling through selections and you see a cover and you know, like, this is going to be dog shit. But it's a dollar (laughs) because sometimes you see a movie that just came out that week and you see the title is Polaroid and the cover (laughs) is a picture of a Polaroid camera. printing out and developing a picture of a woman screaming and underneath it it says evil develops and and sometimes (laughs) you just know in your heart like well i have to see this movie Exactly. (laughs) come to find out this movie was finished like two years ago but then uh, this weird thing with these people called the weinsteins happened and it just kind of disappeared for a while probably a good
0: sign they were probably just working on it for a long time you know you gotta get it just right
2: I put this in. We find out the main character is a teenage girl named Bird, and I almost turned
0: it off. (laughs) (laughs) I almost took it back
2: that night. I was so over it. Yo, was she related to Bronk? (laughs) (laughs) I love my Bird teams and also high schoolers. (laughs) So, you can guess. This girl finds a camera. It's haunted. Anyone she takes a picture of dies. You can plot out the movie. But here's the thing. Like, there's some stupid funny scenes. Like, someone's like, oh, fuck this, we'll get rid of it. And then he lights the picture on fire. And the girl in the picture next to him just catches on fire in the middle of the high school cafeteria. Which really did a lot for me. But what really made this movie, and by made, I mean, it's the only thing I'll remember. Is how fucking convoluted it gets with the reveal of what happened. If you'll excuse me. So we find out that a photography teacher at that school kidnapped three kids and tortured and killed them and took pictures while he did it but one of them got free and the cops shot him and you're like oh okay that's weird to just an hour into this movie be like yeah this old teacher just murdered a bunch of kids for some reason but we find out that uh said teacher's daughter Back in the day, had gotten that camera and everyone teased her for some reason. Don't ask why, but they teased her for being a nerd. So four kids invited her out and then got drunk, took her camera, and took a bunch of let's say inappropriate pictures of her. This was made by the Weinsteins? But, yeah. Oh. That's well,
1: great. I wonder I wonder why this didn't see the light of day. Yeah.
2: Those pictures got passed around school, so of course she killed herself. She's like, Okay, so that's the ghost.
1: Twist
2: again. Oh, good. The next scene we find out that actually the dad is the one that took the pictures. And the bullies that supposedly did it were actually her friends in trying to save her. So she killed herself after he killed them. It fucking sucks so bad. But it bends over backwards to try and be interesting and spooky. And man, did not need a sexual abuse subplot in this haunted camera movie. Thanks for nothing, Weinsteins. The worst thing they've ever done, by far. So I went on a weird journey with Netflix. Sometimes you're just going down the genres, and you keep scrolling and scrolling, and you see something that's like, I have a vague memory of this coming out. Sometimes you land on a movie called Skyline, and you think to yourself, isn't that that movie from like 10 years ago where aliens land? And you realize, oh shit, yes, but I'm thinking of Battle Los Angeles.
1: Isn't that just like the chili with the beans on yes, the
2: spaghetti? Yeah. It's dog food. <laughs> so you don't so like I, No. So I thought it was Battle Los Angeles. It's not Battle Los Angeles, nor is it Battle of Los Angeles. The starring star- movie Kel star- starring yeah. Kel Mitchell that we got 15 minutes into before I was like, yeah, I'm going to go for a walk or something.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> So, Skyline is a movie directed by two brothers who do mostly visual effects work, and all of the visual effects are dog shit. You hate to see it. The biggest star in this movie, by a significant margin, is Turk from Scrubs. The second biggest star is Carmen, Max's transgender girlfriend from, like, season two of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Nice. So, not a strong cast... It's incredibly bad. Now, normally I just wouldn't bring this kind of movie up, but the reason I watch it is because I discovered seven years later, in the year 2017, someone made a sequel to this. What the fuck? Starring one Frank Grillo. I was like, (laughs) so obviously I fucking hit play, because why wouldn't I? Like, all of the effects are significantly better. He gets yeeted up onto the alien spaceship, breaks the people out, there's alien stuff going on. They crash the ship, like 45 minutes in this movie, they crash the alien ship they're on, and it lands in Laos, where he runs into Eco Uwais, just (laughs) hanging out in this movie. And the climax of this movie is Frank Grillo with a giant alien space knife, Eco Uwais, and the Mad Dog from both Raid movies, fighting aliens. So what I'm saying... Is five stars. This movie should not exist. I had no idea it existed. I looked online, and like apparently it was in like some theaters, like made no money, has just been living on Netflix this whole time, and two people from the raid fight aliens. So sometimes you find some jewels out there in the world.
1: Well, shit. Next Sorry about Richard
2: Jewell. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> So after that I set up a little double feature for myself because I have terrible ideas. So first I watched Thirty Days of Night with our good friend Josh Hartnett. The movie's pretty good, but like honestly like one of the greatest elevator pitch movies I've ever heard. It's a town in Alaska. For the thirty days there's no sunlight. It's just a whole month of darkness. Vampires attack. Like fucking done. Here's a hundred yeah. million dollars. That's pretty good. Incredibly dude. solid movie. I had a pretty good time with it, so I followed it up with another Josh Hartnett movie about days, which is. I had a feeling this was coming. Forty <laughs> days and forty nights. Oh, no, that's a good movie, man. That movie. Is that what we're calling it. Yeah, is <laughs> it's a future a movie and a half. <laughs> It's incredibly cool that this. I turn it on in this movie that's just about a dude refusing to jack off for over a month. For lint, I'd forgotten. <laughs> opens with the Universal Studios E. T. twentieth anniversary intro with the little bike just flying over. <laughs> <Lint>. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's it's kind of good up until you get to the end where. Uh, yeah. I'd uh, forgotten
1: little... like. Oh, you forgot about
2: this part, like, huh? <laughs> I had sort of vaguely remembered, I forgot, like, oh no, she just literally rapes him. <laughs> correct. She ends the bed with like minutes to spare by just literally raping him while he's handcuffed to a bed. It is, it is an aggressively 2002 movie though, like it is.
0: What What would Joel correct. say about this?
2: He would call him a quitter
0: for not seeing it through. (laughs) I I never needed
1: handcuffs to not jack off. (laughs) Use your mind powers to go soft.
2: (laughs) Like, even if you didn't know what year this movie came out, there's a scene where someone's introduced to Josh Harden and goes, Ah, you work for one of those dot-coms, don't you? He's like, okay, (laughs) sick, I know know exactly where we are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dot-coms. I
2: enjoyed that, like, he makes this pact, like, I'm not gonna... It's no sex, no jagging off, nothing. And like the day later, he's just aggressively making model cars while his roommate's loudly having sex with someone. <laughs> it just and near the end, like he's trying to paint a car and his hand is shaking so bad, like he looks like he's dying at the end of the movie. He really right? wants
0: to join in. It's there's
2: it's pretty good. Like I enjoy the progression. Like by day thirty five, he looks like he hasn't slept in weeks and he's just constantly shaking while he talks. <laughs> it's a real commitment to the bit that I appreciated. Yeah. I, like, it's not great, but I like, like, the female co-workers being like, "Nah, fuck this, and just aggressively trying to make a move on I don't know, I liked it. I I'd completely forgot about the whole betting aspect. I forgot that was, like, the main catalyst. Yeah. Was them just putting it online and <laughs> taking bets on it.
1: The first time I saw this movie, I was flipping channels and saw it was on. and was like, oh, yeah, sure. And 20 minutes later, realized I was watching Lifetime. What? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this was in the lifetime rotation. Uh,
0: checks out? is a the Josh Hartnett uh, thing. I, that, pff, you figure it out. Man. Is his hair still like that? It's pretty good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the girl he has a crush on explaining that her job is being a cyber nanny that finds porn and blocks it for people. Really sent me back to 2002 in a powerful way. Oh, yeah. That is a concept I have not thought of in a long time.
3: Cyber nanny.
2: So, like pretty solid and honestly like i had way better time than i thought it would i just thought it'd be a shitty stupid little gimmick i could talk about on this dumb podcast but
0: pretty good time i'm glad you enjoyed it
2: except for you know
0: the rape scene Uh,
2: there's no question like there's no ambiguity yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's incredibly cool that his girlfriend comes home sees it and storms off (laughs) cool she's mad at him for being taken advantage of thanks movie but let's talk about Clock Stoppers. Yes, the movie you assigned me—you know nothing about except that they stop time. Andrew
0: Nadolak is correct. There, our good friend, friend of the show,
2: who I realized ten minutes in the movie, like, oh fuck, he's the guy from Bring It On. He's the brother. Yeah. yeah. So next week's episode, Bring It On. Yeah. Who says no?
1: Yes. Can we do all six of them?
0: Yes. There's so many of those fucking movies.
2: So, like, I had vague memories of this movie existing. I remember, like, trailers, but I never saw it. I so saw I hit it play and saw Nickelodeon Studios. I was like, oh, God damn it, You're fucking with <laughs> me. <laughs> First scene is a cold open with someone in very clearly a disguise. A big fake beard. There's this whole goddamn song and dance. He's trying to get away. He's got the watch. Spoilers, the watch stops time or whatever. And he gets caught, and they pull off the makeup and the mask. It's fucking French Stewart. And that's... <laughs> Hand to God <laughs> almost just closed out of it and read the Wikipedia and said I watched it. <laughs> so that's the cold open. That we get the title card, jump cut to our good friend, our hero, Thermobulax, biking around the city while all the small things is playing. <laughs> I am immediately in. Because when I say all the small things, I mean all the small things. Cause they play the entire song yes. For some
1: reason It's like a minute and a half Why wouldn't they?
2: Like clearly it reaches the part Where like you know like in movies like this like They'll cut out bridges or it just goes like Verse straight to a chorus yeah, And then it right. kind of fades out And then the next verse just starts Like it was clearly ready to end They're like ah oh, fuck we don't have enough coverage Just keep it looping
0: Yeah like you think about Bubble <laughs> Boy They played "Damn It" three times But it was mostly just the, Well I guess this is growing up No it's the whole thing <laughs> So we play all of it. It's a good thing you sat through Fred Stewart.
2: <laughs> it's well It's at this point, you know, the credits are on screen and I see directed by Jonathan Frakes and I'm like, surely it's just someone with the same name. It is not this movie was not directed by Riker from Star Trek. This movie was in fact directed by Riker from Star Trek. He's supposed this dude's supposed to be in high school. He's clearly in his mid twenties, but it's fine. We are introduced to the two evil corporate bad guys because of course, I mean it's a kid's movie. There's just two guys in suits. One of which is Michael Bean and the other <laughs> is Dr. Kelso from Scrubs. So big week for Scrubs. <laughs> Michael Bean's teeny, teeny, tiny little soul patch is the most distracting thing I've ever seen in my life. We learned about uh, our good friend Thermobilaxide is his name, his high school life. He has a good friend the one black kid in the movie. Uh, They encounter two bullies who are just two X Games kids. And in this scene, one white X Games jock just sprays Mountain Dew in the one black kid's face while his white friend with dreads laughs. And that's how we know, oh no, there's an enemy. (laughs) He gets a girl's number, bikes to her house in slow motion while Third Eye Blind is playing. (laughs) 30 minutes into the movie, he finally gets to watch. 30 minutes into this, like, 85 minute movie. I learned at this point that the one female in the movie, the female lead love interest, is also the love interest of MILF guy number two in all three Harold and Kumar movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's her, like, other credit. They have a little meet yeah. They're like, they have a misunderstanding at first, and then they get together. And they're like, oh, we should go on a date. Cut to. First date playing. Also in its entirety. So two for two on Blink-182 songs. (laughs) In the middle of this movie about having, like, watches that can stop time. There's just a DJ battle. With the one black guy and the mean X Games kid. (laughs) And as at this point I realize that the one black kid doesn't have a Wikipedia page. And I'm getting the feeling they only hired him because he could dance. Which... Feels wrong but also is not surprising Um, There's a scene where I don't remember what happened But the only note I wrote is that The soundtrack is playing Uncle Cracker's cover Of Time After Time Which is (laughs) the funniest (laughs) sentence I've ever written down In my fucking life And then we get to the third act Kid's dad is kidnapped. He has to go get him back They want the watch Fridge Stewart plays a pivotal role In the end of this movie Which is upsetting you get a lot of French Stewart facial expressions, which is not what you want to see. Everything, you know, shit happens. He wins it in the end. He gets his back. His family's back. But due to some circumstances, French Stewart, you see, he's not supposed to be a full-grown man, French Stewart. But because of time travel things question mark he aged rapidly. So he deages. In the end of this movie. Is a like 16 year old kid Talking with French Stewart's voice adr in And it is one of the most bone chilling things I've ever seen in my life <laughs> You just see the visual Of this 2002 teenage white kid With that voice Cut to black and then Smash Mouth starts playing <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is... You're welcome
2: Look I've seen Some Nickelodeon movies Your boy saw Max Keeble's big move
1: like
3: this is
2: absolutely fine it's a low bar to clear but it's absolutely fine and let me just go and throw this by you here smash mouth sugar ray phoenix texas uncle cracker third eye blind blink 182 blink 182 nickelback newfound glory simple plan and of course lil jay rest in peace
1: friend fuck <laughs> so, uh,
2: jokes on you. Enjoy watching that this week, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Who wants to talk about Crocs?
0: Okay, guys. Uh, we need to talk about the year that this movie was released. It was 1999. A very good year for movies, people have told me. I mean, sure, you got movies like Cruel Intentions, Eyes Wide Shut, and American Beauty, but you also had good movies like The Mummy, Deep Blue Sea, <laughs> and Idle Hands so thank you. where does lake placid fall here well i'd say somewhere in the middle uh thank you for watching south park tune in for our next episode uh <laughs> we can uh we can talk about the opening credits parker uh we
2: can talk about opening the file and seeing that with credits, the movie's 81 minutes, and yeah. how happy I was. It's yeah.
1: real, real nice. I, I figured man, after watching man, this, and, this and Deep Blue Sea in the same year, though. Could yeah. you imagine Creature with, Feature I, summer? Uh, right.
2: If I could go back in time, <laughs> just live in 1999 forever. <laughs> <laughs> what a
0: powerful year! Yeah. So we get this big, sweeping, epic music. You can tell that the opening credit music is really trying to help the music, uh, trying to help the movie along. As we're, oh my god,
1: they came out 12 days apart
0: Dude oh th- Think about this podcast Lord,
2: <laughs> if I could have three wishes Two of them were to be in that theater <laughs> God damn it dude.
0: So uh, you get this big sweeping epic of music for the opening credits that feature Betty White So, uh, no, the credits oh, I'm sure
2: the, she won't come back
0: again Yeah, we're not gonna need that So uh, you got Brendan Gleeson at approximately 450 pounds Dude, and he's I sitting forgot. <laughs> I forgot he was
2: not only in this movie, really in Very, this movie. Yeah. In this movie, correct. Yeah, doing a voice there's a
0: there's a line in there's a line in a brox sales like you don't walk with him you walk among him <laughs> so uh he's in there and there's one scene we're sitting on the boat the key's clear, pretty clearly tipping that boat up in the air because he said on
2: so disrespectful but also yes yeah so <laughs> absolutely uh,
0: he doesn't like uh park rangers because they can get pretty sarcastic that is a sign of trouble to come for this movie, <laughs> boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that guy, these with the park ranger, who just says, "Yep, yeah, uh-huh." Gee, and he dives underwater scuba diving, and then he gets bit by a crocodile. The movie ends. Oh wait, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually like the uh, the half a body guy effect. Uh, that one got me. I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty good.
2: It's a pretty strong way to open yeah. a movie.
0: I, I don't know I, I kind of liked it uh, anyway guys um, you know Thanksgiving is coming up we need to talk about you know what we're thankful for gotta be thankful for uh, Bridget Fonda in this movie uh, do I? yeah she's she's in here uh, but you know whenever we talk about our Thanksgiving prayers that you say beforehand you know bless us oh lord for this food that we're about to receive and you always oh, close yes. it with and a blessed Mariska Hargitay to you too
2: Let's do the voice Chris the, do the voice <laughs> Do the Love Guru <laughs> I'm <not gonna> <laughs> do it? I, I'd
0: like to thank her for the 15 seconds that she was in this movie.
2: <laughs> I spent the next 15
1: minutes just thinking of all the different ways I could make you talk like the Love Guru. <laughs> it's it's great that this is her second biggest IMDb credit. It's <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah,
0: what's third place? Is it the Love Guru? <laughs> it is.
1: Yeah, I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It is Leaving Las Vegas, where she played hooker at bar.
0: <laughs> All right. Man.
1: Love Guru did not crack the top four.
0: Sorry, bud. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> it's always next to you. Uh, so uh, it's a, kind of a weird thing where Bariska Hart is just like, yeah, your husband's just been cheating on you with me. Or boyfriend has just, just been cheating on you with me. It's, you know, the heart what the heart's wants, you know, just you're going to have to get it. Also, you're going to go to Maine. And I am not going to Maine. I am definitely never going to Maine. Mm-hmm. There is no way that I'm naming my go-kart the Mova Venture. And I'm also <laughs> not going to Maine. So she goes that to That
2: scene is essentially how my trip to Redbox played out. Like, there's no way I'm watching a movie called Polaroid. Oh, it's in my DVD player. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Weird.
1: <laughs> I just imagine, like, the southern half of Maine is this movie and the northern half is every Stephen King movie. So, like, as I'm good as, without it. As soon as they said, yeah,
2: you're going to Maine, I just leaned forward like, oh, fuck you. Don't you dare. I'm dare you?" Oh, <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So they go to Maine and, uh, I don't know, maybe this is just, like, my perception of movie bullshit and whatever that entails, but it kind of feels like when Brendan Gleeson and Bridget Fonda are arguing at the gas station... Uh, it kind of makes me feel like the movie's trying to make Brendan Gleeson the romantic lead, and I'm 100% here for it, but out comes Bill Pullman to chat his way through the movie.
2: Man, speaking of 1999, <laughs> leading man Bill Pullman, fucking whatever, man. Yeah, that's that's a choice. What are we doing? <laughs> that is absolutely a choice. He was... Hey. Ah, yes, this was all the charisma and Independence Day, right? That's what people wanted.
0: <laughs> More Bill Pullman. Yeah, four years removed from fucking <laughs> Casper the Friendly Ghost. So Next uh, week's. <laughs> uh, yeah, here's the thing about the writing in here. Not necessarily the writing, maybe the dialogue in here. Often in horror movies, you'll have, if not likable characters, strong characters. So it'd be like, I want to see what's going to happen to them. Maybe I want to get eaten by a crocodile, but at least they'll be uh, well-written. Sometimes you get overpowered with personality, though. I oh hate God. Bridget Fonda's personality in this so much. She is so <laughs> irritating. She's just such an unlikable person. I'm like, oh, God, I hope she gets killed by a croc. Not to spoil things, am I right? Yeah. Well, not just dames, but also broads. They're gams. So
1: it's 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 all made up for when the appearance of our crocodile hunter stand. In we'll we'll get to shows. we'll get to him in a second. First of all,
0: it, actually, wait—he's the one, Oliver Platt. He comes in, uh, Hector Sear, or whatever. Just helicopters into the movie like halfway through, <laughs> like, oh shit, guys, I'm late. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. He is very very strange. Uh, First thick. of all, he calls Brendan Gleeson fat when he has absolutely no room to talk. Yeah, the absolute disrespect for this <laughs> Uh th- th- Can we talk about the scene where they're dancing in the tent? Always. Yeah, absolutely. So he fucking, he's dancing with this girl he's just like, oh yeah, the music's great and you have big, wonderful boobs. <laughs> Why would you <laughs> I, say that? I have also used that line. Yeah, that's a classic one. Uh, of course anyway after the movie's like hey can we stay in the tent she and i were thinking about mating i who talks like this
2: threw up in my mouth
0: yeah <laughs> disgusting thing i've ever heard yeah
2: by the way oliver platt's most known for is of course lake placid followed by 2012 <laughs> yeah you hate to yeah, see what it a great those movie. are the
0: only two that i could have named yeah uh boy he has a hell of a lot of singers so he, uh, oh he asked, like, what the... is a crocodile doing up in Maine? Pretty fair question. Here's my thing. Parker, if you think back to the horror list, if a mummy can make its way all the way to New Orleans, I believe that a crocodile can make its way all the way up to Maine. <laughs> Thank you. Out <laughs> of <Adam, Adam, laughs> <Adam, laughs> crocodile here, Motherfucker, I already bought the ticket. I don't care.
2: Just get eaten. Or also, just don't put it in Maine. I don't need a fucking scientific so, reasons. This isn't real.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, I think that's a pretty fair question. Oh, my God.
2: What if this was in Louisiana and they all the talk with Cajun accents? <gasps> all right, let's go back. And yeah. t- we need to go back to 1999. I have some scripts to deliver. Yeah.
0: I say, I say, I want to mate with him. And then he gets fucking eaten. Y'all. Can you imagine fucking Betty White talking like that guy in Hard Target? <laughs> yes, actually. Do you mean all the guys yes. in Hard Target? <laughs> Now i should watch hard time all right i guess we should talk about betty white she's in the man movie. like
2: 15 years before that was a thing yeah. yeah why did
0: she become a thing why did betty white become the mean i don't know the
2: internet fucking sucks chris we've been over I, this
0: like i just when i saw her
1: i assumed it was gonna be like a fucking one-off bit part and oh yeah she just keeps coming back yeah and like i wasn't mad about it that was like the weirdest part i'm like all right, this character kind of rules. the am on this. Yeah, she
0: keeps swearing like uh, like Regan in The Exorcist. She calls a guy <laughs> Yeah, shitful. that was what I thought as well.
2: I, too, compared to the
0: <laughs> <laughs> They look about the same. Oh, that's not nice, because she's old. Uh, yeah, so... Chris has been canceled. Yeah, so she turns out she's been... You can just skip to it, I think. Uh, she's been feeding cows that she's been growing on her farm, question mark? To uh, the, the crocodiles And and Chris would you, like explain,
1: would you like to explain Would uh, you like to explain How she found out about the
0: crocodiles uh, I think I missed that How did she find out about the crocodiles They ate her husband <laughs> That's how she found out about it Yeah Oh that I definitely missed Because I know that he got killed Because one of their horses got away why do he have horses on that island And he got too close to the Got too close to the water it got his head snapped off, and she was just like, "Well, you know, it's kind of cute. I'll just raise the cows and yeah. feed them to this fucking Pleistocene-era alligator crocodile. Well, She's the I, fucking I can't, Grim I Reaper.
1: I can't tell anyone my husband got murdered by this croc. So instead, I'm just gonna keep them alive with my own livestock.
2: She tells people and say like, "Oh no, I killed him." Also, now let me lead this cow to the fucking jaws of death in this dinosaur. What a fucking great movie.
0: Yeah, it's real good. I think
2: that Like the reveal like they talked to her like, oh she's crazy, she killed her husband, just to be like, Oh, actually I made all that up. What I really did was I watched this croc just tear him to shreds and I was like well, if they find out, they'll kill him. I must protect...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I must protect the croc, which is also what Hector Seer believes. At one point, he tries to kill himself so he can get close to the croc or something like that. <laughs> they, like, they, know that they have seen this crocodile. They know this thing's, like, 40 feet long. And uh, they're just like, yeah, we should probably, like, capture it or kill it or something like that. Oh, like, Guys, can we talk I have bad about... news. Hector went for a swim. <laughs> like, we, go, like
2: <laughs> we have the opening scene where that scuba diver just get shitted on then we don't see anything for like a solid half hour and out of nowhere this dude just gets his fucking head bitten clean off and i am all in that's when you realize the absolute unit that this crocodile is because oh my i just remembered the best scene in the movie which is of course when our good friends oliver platt and large man from in are arguing get attacked by a bear and then said bear just gets fucking destroyed by this dinosaur. Uh, if I could be in that theater and just throw popcorn and scream at the screen, I would. Oh my god.
1: To get to give me a fucking bear fake out. It's all I want in every other movie, and this movie actually does it. And it feels so
2: nice. Maybe that bear knows more about Oh, no, it's dead. It's fucking dead.
0: <laughs> Boy. Why did they have to call it the movie Lake Placid? I know that's the name of the uh, of the lake, but I feel like maybe you could come up with something better. Something that would have like tricked me into thinking that maybe it was the bear the whole time. Well, oh well, I have, I
1: have bad news for you, Chris. Uh, Shark Lake is already a Dolph Lundgren movie. Next Next I'll,
0: add I'll add that to the list
2: real yeah.
1: quick <laughs>
2: Could you imagine if this movie just teased a bear for 45
3: minutes And
0: the bear got eaten by a crab Dude, I'm just mad I don't know how we're going to end this episode Because the the Bigfoot joke is too easy They're already <laughs> that close to Canada I too hate layups
2: <laughs> I have never taken the easy way out of a joke Yeah, Joel and not me ever.
0: has not gotten <laughs>
2: Got him. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking roasted.
0: All right.
1: Um, this movie has nothing to it whatsoever. It's so simple and it's so good. Like, the fact that we're talking about it, we all love this, and we're already more than halfway through it, really says it all.
0: Yeah, so that's, like, one of the things about it is... Um, I, I kind of feel like you can contrast this with Miami Vice, which is the longest movie ever made, whereas with this... Uh, it kind of feels like it's the shortest movie ever made. It breezes along.
2: That those credits roll at like the seventy-five minute mark, and you know what? Good on you. That's the perfect length of time for this amount of this like, kind of movie. Like
1: I could have watched twenty-five more minutes of this, but I'm really glad I didn't need to. There's like
2: eight sequels, so if you really want more, yeah, yeah for real, cool. they're out there for you.
1: And and like they really leave it all on the table in this movie. Like basically everything from the point where they get in the biplane on, like it's very good. Sorry, not the biplane, the the fucking water plane. Whatever. Yeah. Dude, the fucking
2: like, climax of this movie all happens because they're airlifting a cow and they accidentally drop it and almost crash a helicopter.
1: <laughs> it's so good when they fucking they, they, they go out looking for the uh the, the croc in an airplane because of course they do and then the croc just like bites the skids off the airplane <laughs> trying to so... get at them like, <laughs> it's just like it's an incredible bit because they're like well we have this plane we might as well use it yeah what if the crocodile just ate it <laughs> All right, we're gonna <laughs> use this cow
2: as bait alright we're gonna leave oh fuck we dropped the cow <laughs> and then the end of the movie happens everything Like, I love that we just see, like, we learn about the Betty White thing by just watching from a distance. Like, we're peeking through the fucking bushes, her just leading a cow to its death, and then 20 minutes later, they're like, strap that motherfucker up, dude, we're going in. (laughs) We're getting that gator.
0: On the subject of Miss White, uh, one of the things about a pace like this is, if you look away for a minute, you've already missed a major plot point. So, when she says that, oh, I killed my husband, hit him over the head with a sledgehammer or whatever... They don't take her into custody? They don't... uh, Because I I kind of feel uh, like that could be a movie right there. They're park rangers. What are they going to do? Arrest her. Citizen's
2: arrest on this 80-year-old woman. What if they
0: feed her to a bear or something? Or threaten to do that. Uh,
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. They just fucking midsummer her right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can we talk
2: about the very end of this movie after they subdued the gator? (laughs)
1: I would love to. I know my a gator. It's, thing about this fucking. I know movie. alligators
2: and crocodiles are not the same, but gator has such a nice ring to it. <laughs> when everything, all the dust has settled, they have tranked the absolute shit out of this massive crocodile. They, they, they
1: have been insisting this whole movie, like, no, we have to keep it alive. We have to study it. We have to trank it. Like this, they just go on and on and on about it. <laughs> and then a the second one appears. And within two Mississippis Just gets
2: fucking grenade launchered And explodes That thing
0: It gets splattered all across Maine That's why Stephen King writes horror stories He must have had some of that residual Like crocodile guts hit him in the face (laughs)
2: Like this movie It breezes by but honestly Like 90% of it is just Bickering and quips and then that happens, you're like fucking five stars worth every second, because there's <laughs> yeah. never once a tease of it that there's another one. It yeah. just appears and then explodes before you can go. Wait, what the fuck? Oh, it's dead. Okay, it's so beautiful. They truly do not make them like they used to.
1: Y'all, I miss 1999 so I,
0: much. All <laughs> of my
2: heart and soul,
1: of course. My we one have to go back.
2: <laughs> my <laughs> one problem with this movie. Is it's kinda like the uh, football when especially like the punters like counting out all the players. I'm sitting there at the end of the movie like one, two, three they're all fucking
0: still here. What is this? Yeah, yeah. the only like, people who with no names or faces or voices or anything like someone that. Someone
2: died in the beginning and someone got their head bitten off like that's it. Fucking okay, Bill Pullman was me, like
0: that close to the second fucking crock.
2: Oliver Platt should not have made it out of this movie, and I will stand by that. <laughs> no, we have to keep it alive, we have to study it. Uh, that's signing your death warrant in a movie, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Correct. Correct. All right. Any last thoughts on uh, on Lake Placid?
1: We talked about this less than we talked about
0: the lighthouse. I think we talked about this <laughs> less than we talked about Steven Universe. <laughs> Correct.
1: <laughs> Probably.
2: To be fair, the crocodile is on screen for like less than four minutes. Yeah. yeah
1: and it's fine that way. Yeah, and that is that is just a ringing endorsement.
2: How, how much weird. am I supposed to say about? And then they all argued with each other about mosquitoes and sleeping in tents.
0: Yeah, see, that's the thing is, like, I, I don't really miss the crocodile when he's gone. It's just like, I know he's going to come back. I know he is. I, he was designed by Stan Winston, who worked on uh, Aliens and uh, Jurassic Park. You, you know that there's a lot of talent behind this. And whenever he does come out, it's like a big thing because he is a big croc. So. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: uh, also, <laughs> you'll never know what bit you. Great tag. That. Oh, boy. Goodness. Okay. I feel tagline.
2: like movies do not utilize the tagline as much anymore.
1: It's, yeah. they really should. Yeah.
0: Like it's, yeah, it's a good There point. are so many
1: movies that I've been that I've been on the fence about and saw a really good tagline. I was like, oh, I guess I'm watching. Yeah.
0: This. I, I don't know if anything beats. Well, I guess it's part of the title, but uh, House Two: The Second Story is.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, that movie is unwatchable.
0: It's a shame that's a really <laughs> good tagline.
2: I watched that whole movie because of that tagline. Oops, correct. <laughs> It was a mistake, but also a Game respect game Yeah, You have to do it
0: Okay, so uh, No Bigfoot in this movie Let's move god, on to I the wish game
2: I was, of games I want to go back to 1999 so badly
1: Same Can We make a Bigfoot movie in 1999 oh With like god. rudimentary CGI Oh my god, let's just go get some fucking digital <laughs> camcorders.
0: If Dolomite is my name, it's not me anything We don't need a budget to make a movie <laughs>
2: dibs on wesley snipes i don't
0: know if we even need electricity to make a movie on bigfoot (laughs) just a bigfoot unveiling himself inside a bigfoot costume (laughs) stop
1: stop saying that out loud someone's gonna steal it from us we talked about lake placid for like
2: seven minutes (laughs) the show is so cool
1: all right so the game of games I don't have anything creative this week. Chris won. Parker lost. What do you ah,
0: got for Oh well, now Parker, <laughs> let's talk about the commies. So back in the mid '50s, oh, the Soviet Union. Oh, I, uh, to... you, I know you don't like Frozen. I'm not going to assign you Frozen. Damn, y'all hear that? My Uber's here. <laughs> See you next year. <laughs> Parker, this this movie is. Uh, I could only find it on YouTube, which is oh, that's fuck a, me, that's dude. A good sign. Come on. <laughs> Uh, no there are two versions so I'll let you pick which version to watch Uh, funny games no 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 Uh, it's a movie called The Snow Queen this is the original fable god fucking damn it! I thought you were joking (laughs) this is the original fable that uh, Frozen's face off I love fable but they (laughs) your choices matter Stefan Molyneux your favorite guy so uh... (laughs) so anyway uh, it's an animated jaunt from the mid 50s great and uh, right. oh cool so here's the thing is uh my dad actually grew up with this so you know you're in good hands
2: your dad grew up with a lot of things that i find questionable <laughs> yeah and, uh, like sorceress for example <laughs> anyway. and you know diners yeah. and
0: such <laughs> anyway so he actually uh i'm telling a little story here he actually ended up uh getting this on vhs to force my brother and i to watch this and we had to pretend to enjoy it boy this movie oh fuck fuck you <laughs> what you just tell me, like, oh yeah, we to pretend to enjoy because it sucks
2: shit. So you're gonna watch it. Thanks, yeah, man. Yeah,
0: sort of. It's basically this is the this is the tome of the Field family that never quite achieved the same uh, recognition and awe as the Van Helsing DVD. <laughs> this is sub Van Helsing. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> instead no now here's the thing about their B two versions um you could either watch the original russian version which is on so it goes no or you could watch the <laughs> there are two english dubs there's one from the, the mid-50s f- and there's one from fuck. i believe 1995 that has if wikipedia is too believed here uh mickey rooney kirsten donst um other actors of some repute um i don't remember which version i watched but I'm, i think it was a mickey rooney version uh anyway that version is on youtube i'm going to put it into the chat right now God uh fucking damn it just man. Give, me, <laughs> give me put it right there and as you can see it's only one hour and two minutes and okay. the uh russian version is one hour so oh cool <laughs> Uh, the Russian world bonus now if you look at at the version that's on YouTube is not the highest quality oh word uh, yeah so
2: <laughs> thanks man
0: so
1: uh you guys remember how I said I wasn't that creative this week and didn't have any wrinkles Uh <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <laughs> fucking damn it god haven't I mean, been through enough already <laughs> <laughs> Parker I'll, I'll let you go first you can assign me a movie this week this uh, is your uh, this is your geez, reward so for finishing in the basement for five weeks in a row.
2: Oh dear, Really? That's what awesome. The when <laughs> yeah. Did Bernie get elected?
1: Uh, come back to me. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Chris, I have a movie for you. Uh, <laughs> Chris, have you ever seen a movie called Gus? No. What? All right. Now I know you're a you're a big fan of sports movies with animals no. that also have <laughs> short <No>. names. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is Gus? Gus is a Disney movie from the 70s about a mule from Croatia that kicks field goals.
0: (laughs) What a fucking asshole. Oh, now I have to see it. What is this?
1: Starring Don Knotts as the coach. Yes!
0: Oh, I lucked out. I got the good one. (laughs)
1: This is a movie that I have not seen, but when I saw it, I'm like Chris needs to
0: watch this. Just called so. Gus. <laughs> it's just called Gus. Oh, good news! It also has Ed Asner. Kick Don Knotts. He can kick 100-yard field goals,
1: Parker.
2: That's a real game breaker, Parker.
0: So,
1: so hi- hypothetically, if you had a mule that could kick 100-yard field goals, would you ever run an offensive play?
0: Uh, I'd be going you for it. You just play, immediately so. kick every time, right?
1: That's The analytics say that every play is now worth three points, so just kick every play, right?
2: Imagine Chip Kelly running his defense is just so gassed because they're just
1: on the field for 57 minutes. <laughs> your, your whole, uh, your whole t- you have 10 linemen, a kicker, and just all defensive players that you rotate in and out. You just don't even have a quarterback. <laughs>
2: And then the mule like fucking breaks his leg, and they have to play a real game. This is a much better movie. Okay, Oof. delete all this. Save yeah. for future use. <laughs> when we make Gus too. Imagine how much abuse they had to put in that poor mule to teach him
0: to kick field goals.
2: Imagine filming that movie. Okay. How many mules did they go through? Is it in the trivia? I cannot What's, wait to find out.
0: Okay, I'm just
2: right <laughs> It's like an old western where they just kill a hundred horses. <laughs> Killed seventy-four mules, whipping him. Brutal movie since War Horse. (laughs) I double docked it, so we had to put him
0: down. Sorry. Wait, the mule knows these are American
2: footballs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now fair is fair. I think I should be allowed to assign Parker another movie.
1: Wait, what? We're getting there. I'm letting Parker assign something first. Yeah, come on. It's no cherry falls, but you should watch Urban Legend. Well, that sounds. good. All right, I was going to anyway. There's some power in there <laughs> yeah. for you. All right, all right, Chris, what do you got for him?
0: Uh, huh. Instead of you're getting there, it almost feels like there's some sort of twist that's gonna happen. It's fucking Black Friday week! <laughs> throw me a bone here. I'm not just off wait, again until Sunday. Just wait. It's yeah, fine. I'm, gonna I'm gonna have. Freak out. Uh, now you're gonna watch Brazil. I'm just. Hedge my bets here. By the way...
2: Oh, um, cool. I have so much free time. Yeah. Let me just throw that yeah. on.
1: It's good that you that you were nicer to him because now, Parker, you also get to assign Chris another movie.
0: What? Hey, How long does this keep going? All right, yeah, I think it's fair. Uh, this is the last one, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. I'm going to keep turning over post-it notes and see what it says. Now, pa- <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: now Parker, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. If you want, we can do that thing where, we, uh, where I just watched oh, the worst movies that i could imagine so go ahead and do your worst
2: god damn it you put me
0: on the Unless, spot yeah, like an how video, mean so. how mean do i want to be i'll tell you this dick warlock did uh stunts in gus oh yeah. good <laughs> you are
2: so lucky charlie's angels isn't how yet that's all i'm gonna <laughs> fucking tell you oh my goodness Someone open up IP Torrents for me real quick.
1: <laughs> what do you need, bud? The items are open.
2: <laughs> Can I just sign up something tomorrow? Let me really sleep on yeah, this. Let me find something <laughs> that's fair, that's really fair, that's juicy. juicy. Right. Let me find right. something. Uh, that really hits that sweet spot I kind of want to wait, I want to watch the Snow Queen first And
0: then I'll decide what he watches How about I, will that? Allow, I will allow the sleeper aside. Yeah, there we go, this I, think, I think that's fair He could definitely like, text me about it or something You'll Much get as a message Parker's Friday teams have morning. been asleep at the wheel all year Yeah Okay, tune in for next episode Which is either going to be Knives Out or Charlie's Angels
2: <laughs> man, that's a real coin flip
3: And that's the tea, sis